Welcome to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. In this program, Marty discusses waterfowl and upland bird hunting, as well as the clay target shooting sports, with some of the top industry leaders and shooting pros from around the world. If you're just starting out or you've been hunting and shooting for years, we'll have wing and clay target news and information that you can use. Now, here is your host, Marty Fisher. And welcome to another episode of Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. And boy, you know, things are really picking up out there these days. Uh, There's a lot going on in the shooting world and um, probably nothing more important in the clay target world right now than the National Sporting Clays Association U.S. Open, which is underway at M&M Hunting Preserve over in Pennsville, New Jersey. Uh, Right now, they've got 1,234 shooters from 13 different countries competing there. Uh, This is the second largest NSCA event each year, with only the national championship in October being larger. Uh, They had a little bit of weather at uh, at the start of the event earlier in the week. I mean, this thing goes on for a full week, but um, uh, things things look good for the weekend, and um, you know, folks are going to have a great time. The Matteris family does a remarkable job uh, hosting these really big events, and um, I'm sure that everybody's going to have an absolute blast, and there will be some terrific scores shot on some very, very difficult targets over there. Um, you know, speaking of that, uh, you know, 1,234 shooters, my gosh, you know, uh, <clears throat> Let me say this. Our first segment is is being brought to you by my good buddies up at the Crushable Vault. And, you know, I can only imagine how many shotguns and flats of ammo are stored in vehicles at the U.S. Open this week. 1,234 shooters make a lot of noise. And um, they're going to be staying in hotels, going to restaurants, gas stations, things like that. And let's face it, you know, their guns and ammo can be easy targets for petty thieves. So they've got to be properly secured. Those who have their guns and ammo protected by the crushable vault, well, they're in pretty good shape. They're going to be uh, with their minds at ease. And a crushable vault is a locking carrying system that actually looks like luggage. You know, you put your gun cases in there and, and you're able to to, uh, to tie it into the bed of the truck or, or in, in, uh, inside of SUVs or in your cars. And um, you're going to be really really good with a good peace of mind if you've got this product so uh, check them out crushablevault.com if you like what you see and i'm sure you will just type in marty at the uh in the, in the promo code box and they'll give you an instant 10 percent discount off of your purchases crushablevault.com so give those guys a look um, what else is going on in the wing and clay news other than the u.s open well i see where president trump Uh, recently signed the Target Practice and Marksmanship Training Support Act. Well, that's a mouthful. Uh, Most people just call it the range bill. And uh, what this does, and and this is going to be good for uh, for clay target shooters and for bird hunters, because what this does is it it gives individual states more flexibility on how to use the Pittman-Robertson tax dollars to build shooting ranges and improve existing ranges. Now, Pittman-Robertson uh, was passed many, many years ago. 11% of the purchase price of, of, um, of hunting and shooting products you know, goes into a fund that is distributed to various states. I know uh, my state of Georgia gets 
I don't know, close to $25 million a year in Pritman Robertson funds. It funds the entire hunter safety uh, program here in the state and lots of other things. So uh, that was a, a really, really good bill that the president signed. And states can now actually get about 80% of the cost of a new range project or, or refurbishment using those, those funds. So uh, it makes it a lot easier for that money to be accessed. A couple of things in uh, international shooting. Uh, Kim Rohde, boy, if you don't know Kim Rohde, um, uh, what a what a career this lady's had. She just won her 21st ISSF, International Shooting Sports Foundation, World Cup medal in Korea. When I say medal, World Cup gold medal. This is her fourth consecutive World Cup event win, and she's most certainly the most decorated female shooter in the world with those 21 World Cup victories, but she's also has medals in six consecutive Olympic Games, three of those being gold. So congratulations, Kim. Well shot, girl. Um, I know Kim. She's a delightful lady. And, uh, boy, she's one heck of a shot. Uh, Speaking of heck of a shots, our international uh, skeet shooter, Vince Hancock, uh, just won his fifth straight World Cup event and sixth straight overall uh, international-wise at that event in Korea. Uh, Vince is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and this was his 12th World Cup gold medal. So congratulations to Kim Rohde and Vincent Hancock. Um, well done, and uh, it's always nice to see those American flags raised in that anthem being played. Uh, one other thing that um, came across my desk, uh, my good buddy Gus Bader, who um, is the president and uh, CEO, owner, founder of uh, TriStar, you know, a lot of folks uh, have heard of TriStar. Make uh, they make very, very affordable shotguns that are are actually, you know, of very, very good quality. Now, <clears throat> Gus came out with a new gun. Um, it is the Viper G2 Bronze. It's a 410 semi-automatic. And you know, if any of you've ever tried to shoot a 410 semi-automatic, you know that it can be a bit of a challenge because. You know, everything has really got to work for those little tiny shells to, to make that action work. But the uh, but the NRA uh, recently announced that um, uh, the TriStar G2 Bronze, four, Viper Bronze 410 was the shotgun of the year. And um, they got the Golden Bullseye Award at the recent NRA convention in Indianapolis. And, you know, Gus... Job well done, buddy. I uh, I've shot a bunch of uh, a bunch of those TriStar guns, and and for the money, they really truly are exceptional. Now, <clears throat> what else what else is going on in the world of shooting? Uh, real quick, there are a couple of things that are coming up that um, that we need to talk about. Uh, on the sporting play side, especially um, upcoming events. Let's see, May twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, uh, the Negrini, Arkansas State. Sporting Clays Championship is being held um, in Fort Smith, Arkansas at the uh, Pajaro uh, Gun Club. And uh, I was talking to the folks over at Negrini, and and this is unique. Every class winner in that event is going to receive a new Negrini compact shotgun case. Now, this is, um, this is a case that I use, and um, I'll tell you, they're really lightweight and and I absolutely love mine. So, uh, well, what a great addition to to uh, to that event. Uh, also coming up uh, right after that, May 30th to June the 2nd, the Louisiana State Championship uh, is going to be held at uh, 
the Covey Rise over in Herschel, Louisiana. That's up north of Baton Rouge. Um, I actually designed that course many years ago, and it's a beautiful, beautiful place. North Carolina State is that same weekend at DeWitt's Outdoor Sports in Ellaby, North Carolina. And then uh, June the 12th through the 16th over at Claythorne Lodge in Columbus, Kansas, the North Central Regional. And there's an event coming up also that when when I bring my guest on today, uh, uh, the Kohler Arms Classic, June 6th through the 9th at Bald Mountain Shooting Range in Orion, Michigan. Uh, We're going to talk about that event here in just a few minutes. Uh, But uh, before we do that, mynsca.com for uh, information on sporting clays events, mynssa.com for skeet shooting events, and shootata.com. For trap shooters. Uh, one other event coming up, the Ducks Unlimited National Convention, May 28th to June the 2nd at Waiakaloa Village. That's over on the west side of the Big Island of Hawaii, and that is going to be a lot of fun for folks who can make that. So without further ado, that's enough news. Uh, let's get into the, <clears throat> into the teeth of our show today. My guest uh, this week is... Um, is a buddy of mine. I've known him for a good many years. We actually had an opportunity to uh, to teach together uh, some years ago. Uh, I want to welcome to the show Pat Litsky. You know, Pat is a 15-time uh, NSCA All-American, an eight-time NSCA Team USA member. Uh, he won the 2014 National Sporting Clays Championship, and he won the National Vitas Championship that same year. So. Without further ado, I want to welcome Pat Leachke to the show. Pat, are you there? I'm here, Marty. How you doing? I am doing marvelously well, sir. And you know, I uh, I'm sure that I'm that, that uh, having you on the show, I'm taking you away from some of the things that I know you probably need to be doing. Having been a range owner and manager myself, I know what it's like to uh, to try to do this and um, and get ready for an event. And you know, okay, we're so we're. We're uh, about three weeks out, but I can promise you, you're getting ready for that Kohler Open, I would imagine. Yeah, we're slowly getting the the ball rolling for sure, but I've been really fortunate. We've really got a great staff of people at my range that give me a lot of help and take a lot of the burden off me, so it's it's pretty good. Well, and that that is it's such an important thing because, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and you and I spoke, spoke earlier before the show, uh, you know, I mean, here here you are. You're a guy that uh, you worked your tail off. 2014, you you know, you 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 really worked. You wound up being a national sporting place champion. And I mean, my gosh, and you know, back in 14, there's a, you know, there's a thousand shooters there or something like that. And some of these guys are really really good, including yourself. So, you know, you've got to get it all put together. But, um, you know, once you become a a range owner and you really get into the business it's a lot tougher to get prepared for big shoots, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, when you try and go out and practice, there's always something coming up that kind of takes your focus away from getting a real practice session in. So it can be a challenge, but I think, you know, obviously it's overcomable. Well, it, it is if you if you can, if, and if, like you said, you've got a great staff of people, which, which really and truly is uh, – is is what makes gun clubs work. You know the the guy that owns it, the guy that manages it. You know he can only do so much. You've got to you've got to have all of those other little pieces of the puzzle to make these make these um, these clubs go. And uh, you know I just want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, you know this is a family operation. I mean you're you know you've got a young family, but um, 
you know, you you actually walked away from uh, from being an accountant, I guess, or working for an accounting firm, you know, years ago to become a professional instructor. I, you know, how how did that come about? You know, it was just kind of an it was an odd deal. I'd been working in a seat in public accounting for about oh four or five years, and I had kind of ratcheted up my shooting a little bit, and I was getting a lot of um, you know interest in people that wanted me to help them with their shooting. And we just kind of got to the point where it was make a decision on which way I wanted to go. And I know when I was sitting in that accounting office, I spent a lot of time looking out the window when I was working. So I've always been a guy that's liked working outside, and I made the decision to give lessons full time. Well, and 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 you know, you and I have talked together, and and uh, you know, we we've had some conversations over the years, and you know, it was interesting to me. Uh, that you told me that you you even had guys that would show up for, on a lunch break and maybe even take just like a 30-minute lesson to work on one little individual part of their game. I thought that was pretty unique. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a big proponent of of frequency, you know, in a lesson, not, not necessarily coming and taking a full day of lessons, but, you know, if someone's local, if they can come, you know, once or twice a week, even if it's for a short period of time, just to make sure they're on the right track or to work on one small, you know, little piece of their shooting puzzle and get them going to their next practice session. I think it really helps. Well, it it really does. There's no question about that because, you know, it's 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 not the big things that matter. It's the little teeny things that take care of those big things. And that, that uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, Pat. We've come up on our first break and let me say this, buddy. I'm so happy to have you here on the show. And, folks, when we come back with Pat Litsky, I can promise you we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of a lot of things, including a little bit of stuff about gun club management and a lot about shooting and shooting styles and instruction and all of those types of things. So stay tuned. Wing and Clay Nation will be right back after these messages. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. 
That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. I've been having a great conversation with, with my buddy Pat Leachke, and we're going we're gonna to really get into some nuts and bolts of of uh, gun club management and uh, and all sorts of things beyond that here in just a second. But I want to let you know this particular segment is brought to you by Negrini Cases, the finest gun clubs, or gun clubs, wow, gun cases found anywhere in the world. You know, I travel a lot with my shotguns, and not only am I a little bit rough with them, but I can assure you, airline baggage handlers really put them to the test. And that's that's why I want my guns protected by Negrini. You know, if you look at a Negrini case, you know, they're made in Italy, they're absolutely beautiful. They're almost too pretty to throw in a truck or too certainly too pretty to hand to a to an airline guy. But um, uh, they're they're tough. They can take it. You know, they're really lightweight. They've got the strength of aluminum, if not, you know, even more so. And they feature what is known as crash test bumper technology. I actually had to write that down because that's a mouthful. But if you think about what that means, that basically says you can beat them up, you can bang them around, and your guns are still protected. They've got a lot of really beautiful cases. Some of them have some rich Italian leather trim, which, you know, really makes them look good. But go give those folks a look, negrinicases.com. If you find one you like, just type in the word Marty in the promo code box and you'll get a new Negrini waterproof ammo case that will hold 100 shells with any case order of $200 or more. And Negrini will throw the shipping in too. So, you know, that's that's even an added bonus. That's NegriniCases.com. Now, <clears throat> back to Pat. Pat Leachke. Buddy, you, um, you're you not shooting as much these days because you know, not only are you managing and owning one gun club you've got two that we that we do yep so i haven't really shot much i don't think i've registered a target now with the nsca in you know close to three years i guess you know i think um you know other parts of my life have just kind of taken over a little bit and you know for for quite a while i my son drew who's my oldest son was able to go to the tournaments with me and it was you know nice to be able to have my son and come to the tournament and shoot and I wasn't away missing him and my younger son Gage is really interested in hunting and fishing and so I'm you know in my off time I'm spending more time doing that with him because I just hate to take off and go to a tournament and leave him behind because he's not really that interested in that at the moment well and you know he's he's 12 so you know the, well he's actually those, he's those actually interest. 16 now oh he's 16 now how where did i come yeah, in yeah. i actually saw that somewhere and i guess that must have been an old bio that i read but uh okay so he's up to 16 and uh oh my gosh i remember when i was 16 pat you know i i, I got a driver's license and um probably shouldn't have had one 
and, uh, you know, discovered girls. And, uh, I mean, there were all sorts of crazy things going on in my life, and I'm sure Gage is going through the same thing. But I, I am very comforted to know that he likes hunting and fishing, and, and I've got to tell you, my hat's off to you, buddy, to, for taking time with your son. That's a... Uh, that is such a critical, critical thing. But talk to me. I mean, managing and running two gun clubs, I mean, they're, how far are these places apart? You know, they're about 45 miles as a crow flies, but um, one's on the east side of Detroit and a little bit north, and the other's on the west side of Detroit and a little bit north. So, you know, depending on the time of day and the traffic, it can, it can take 45 minutes to get there. It can take two hours to get between the two. Wow. Um, there's just no telling, so... Michigan doesn't work very good in the Detroit area going east and west. So there's a, you know, there's no real good way when there's a lot of traffic to get between the two of them. Well, and the, and the big thing, I mean, you, 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 you've got clay courses there, which of course is your passion. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I read you got introduced to clay targets when you were a, a very young guy, you know, going to a hunter safety class and, you know, you kind of liked it and you went off to college and, you know, next thing you know, you hadn't, didn't, literally didn't shoot a gun for seven years and yeah you know uh sporting clays came along and the rest is history i guess yeah i mean the the bug definitely uh got me good when i first tried sporting clays and that might be some of the reason why i haven't shot for three years i might be a little afraid the bug will get me again because it's a you know it's a great game it's well, very you know, interesting and, very fun uh, yeah well it is it is a great game and 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 you know more and more of us, you know, when I say us, you know, I was in the gun club management business for a good long while myself. And, you know, once you, no matter how good a shooter you are, if you're in the gun club management business and that's actually the business that, that you own and you're you're making payroll and all of the other crazy things that go along with that, um, you know, those gun clubs have a tendency to, to take up a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, we're open six days a week and... You know, a lot of times we need that, that day that we're closed just to keep pace with making sure everything's working right and the grounds are looking good. So it can it can easily consume you and become a seven-day-a-week environment for sure. You know, well, uh, the interest, interesting thing that I, that I think that I did in the very beginning is, I hate to say it, but I've never really looked at us as being in the gun club business. I look at us as being in the entertainment business. And, you know, we're competing for the... For, for people's free money, the money that their money and their time that they have to go to a movie or go golfing or go fishing or, you know, there's just a lot of activities that we can do with our free time and our extra money. And sporting clays is just one of them. Well, so, you know, <clears throat> hey, Pat, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face and and I know you did not get any of this stuff for me, but I, I, I write for a bunch of magazines, you know, Clay Target Nation, Sporting Clays Magazine, you know, Clay Shooting USA, all, you know, and, and I do these, I do columns a lot of times, and I'm preaching exactly what you're preaching when I start talking you know, to people about marketing facilities and things of that nature, because you're absolutely right. I mean, you're after discretionary dollars. I mean, once people pay all of their bills, they've got, hopefully got a little bit left over. Okay, what are they going to do with that money? And you just want to you want to be on the list, and to do it right helps you get on the top of the list, and that is so critical. Yeah, for for sure. You know, I you know I if I and I'm not much of a golfer. I occasionally go and I I go out to a golf course, and you see how beautiful their grounds are, 
And, you know, that drives me to, to try and make sure that we have a well-manicured, the ground, everything's in its place like it should be. And, you know, the range looks really good when someone comes in because I think it's really important. Well, it's, it's critically important. And I know, you know, years ago I was, uh, when I first got into the, the, the clay target business full time, I ran a place down south of Atlanta, Georgia called Cherokee Rose. And, uh, and when I did, I, you know, I had actually come from, uh, a resort real estate background. So everything was pretty where I, where I lived. You know, I lived on Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, and everything was pretty. They didn't have any neon signs or anything like that. And, you know, I, 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 I kind of thought about it and I said, you know, people don't have to come here. But when they come here, I want them to at least enjoy themselves. So my, my little philosophy was simple with my kids, and I'm sure you go about it the same way. You know, if God didn't put it there, I didn't want to see it there. And, um, yeah, for sure. and it and, and it really makes a difference. Now, you know, the thing the thing about having two clubs, you know, you you're having to balance a lot of things. Have you got I think you've got some some rifle and handgun also. I mean, it's not just clays. Yeah, that's that's true. We have uh, 40 lanes of outside rifle and pistol shooting at Island Lake in Brighton and 35 lanes of outdoor rifle and pistol shooting at Bald Mountain. Wow. That's that's pretty amazing. Now the the big thing for you and and uh, you and I really got acquainted with one another, you know, some years ago when uh, Shooting Sportsman magazine was doing their uh, um, reader writer sporting clays clinics, and um, as luck would have it, Marty Fisher and Pat Leesky got uh, got chosen to be the two instructors, and and uh, you know, boy, we had a, we had a good time there. I mean, uh, you know, that place is not there anymore, which is really sad. Yeah, I mean, we definitely got to meet a lot of nice people through that program. And it was, you know, I think it was great for the shooters that attended it. And it was it was good for me. I really enjoyed going to the places and learning. You know, there's definitely one of the most important things about this shooting instruction or coaching business is experience. And it was a really good experience for me. I got to work with a lot of different shooters at all different levels of ability and experience and, and work on getting them to be a better shooter as well as working on my trade. So it's a great well, experience for yeah. me. And, you know, and, and what's crazy is, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and a lot of folks that, that shoot clays uh, competitively that listen to this show uh, may not understand this, but, you know, as instructors, you know, we get people that could care less about ever shooting a registered target. Just as we get people who want to be national champions and more, well, you've got to be able to balance those folks. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's definitely, you know, you can, you can, it's easy to get into the rut, I think, especially if you're a competitive shooter slash instructor that everybody thinking that everybody wants to be the national champion or everybody wants to be a master class shooter, but you know, everybody just wants to shoot better is really the key. They want to mm-hmm. at whatever level they're at. And I think, you know, as an instructor or coach, you have to kind of help them manage their expectations based on the amount of time and effort that they're willing or or can put into the game. Well, so and, that is, uh, and, you know, and you're right. Line. I mean, that is such a, a, a key element because, you know, not only is it time consuming, it's also expensive. I mean, you, you know, you've got to, you've got to figure out, you know, how much, how much time, effort and money do I want to actually put forth here in order to be good. And I'll tell you, Pat, we're getting ready to take a, take our second break and uh, when we come out of break, I want to talk to you a little bit about your teaching style and, and your shooting style and, uh, you know, kind of let you, you know, let some folks hear 
you know, what does Pat Litsky see? How do you read targets? Things of that nature, because all of that stuff is is really, really critical for shooters to get better. So, folks, stay tuned. We've got some great information coming up from 2014 National Sporting Clays Champion Pat Litsky right after these messages. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email, wingandclayradio at gmail.com. That's wingandclayradio at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to this week's show. And make no mistake, I welcome your emails. Please, by all means, get in touch uh, and let me know what you think about the show. Give me any suggestions you might have. And, uh, you know, we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly go to wake work on those and see what we can come up with. If you're a Facebooker, Facebook.com slash Wing and Clay Radio is the uh, is the show site and the uh, the website for the show. Wing and Clay Radio dot com. You know, I'd love for you to go there if you would and become a become a habitual Listener, all of the uh, shows are archived there, and you can uh, you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. Now, let's get back to uh, my guest this week, Pat Leachke. And Pat, you know, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about your shooting facilities. We, we know we've talked. Gosh, we've kind of bounced around here a little bit, but you know, a lot of folks really want to know what what should I expect from an instructor. Um, my gosh, you know, when uh, people call, I want a shooting lesson. Well, I mean, what what does that really mean? In your mind, take me through, if somebody calls Pat, what, how do you deal with those folks? Where, where, where do you go with them, and, and what direction do you steer them? Yeah, I mean, I think everything 
is based on their level of experience. You know, for a brand new shooter, I mean, obviously I like to spend a little time before the lesson with everybody and just kind of get a feel for their background and their interests and how much shooting they have done. And, you know, then I like to watch them shoot a little bit. I know some people will look at, you know, eye dominancy right off the bat. And I kind of like to look for that while they're shooting rather than in the clubhouse, just, just because I don't want to bring into something that we may not need to talk about. Right. So I always like to, I like to begin with just watching them shoot if they've got a bit of experience and see if what they're doing and if there's any consistency to what they're doing. And we may shoot, you know, a box or two of shells before I really say anything. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just think it's important for me to, to watch someone do it and see what they're, what they naturally do. Or if, again, if there's a consistency with what they do, or if there's a consistency with what goes wrong when they're shooting. And that kind of leads me in the direction of helping them create a technique that'll work good for them. I mean, I don't well, believe, you know, I have a certain way that I may shoot most targets, but I'm not sure that's perfect for everybody. So I'm looking for that one, you know, the way that I think is going to help them break the most targets. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm like you, I've been an instructor for a long, long time. And, and I'll, I'll look at people and, and pe- folks that have been shooting for a while. I mean, I'll, I'll tell them point blank, you know, I'm not really here to teach you how to shoot. You already know how to do that. You know, what I'm trying to do is take a look at how I can help you shoot better. How can I help you be more consistent? How can I help you read targets? How can I help you be the same, the same, the same every time you say pull? Because ultimately, that's the difference in the guys that are at the very top and those who are climbing the ladder. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, the, the, the answer to the question really is how do I get better is to be consistent. If you're doing the, the if you're doing it differently every time, you don't really learn anything. If you have a consistency in in the way you apply your technique to hit to that clay target, you'll you'll find out one of two things: either it works or it doesn't on the bird you're going to shoot. But if you're doing it different all the time, you never get that consistency to build repetition to be able to really learn what to do and how it works when you call pull and that target comes out. Well, yeah, I know I it is it is really crazy, Pat, because you know, the the target's the same, the gun's the same, the choke's the same, most of the time the shell is the same, the background is the same. So the only variable is the shooter. And you know, you're I mean you're you're spot on with uh, you know, with that consistency thing because that really is the difference in, in being good and potentially being great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think if, if you can't do it the same way on, a, you know, on, on the same target four times in a row, you're going to be challenged for a hundred target event. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, you need to develop a core technique that you use for most of the targets. And I think as you're developing that core technique, whether it be pass through, pull away, maintain lead, whatever it is. And I don't think there's a, a right and a wrong technique. I think there's a, a right and a wrong technique for a particular target or a particular shooter. But I think they all work. They all have, you can always, all the shooting techniques, you can point someone out that is, that is breaking tremendous scores using it. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's for everybody, but it works. So it, ha- it may have its place in your repertoire for shooting. But yes. I think you, what you want to do, though, is in the beginning, you want to start with a technique, whether it's maintain lead or pass through, whatever it is, and apply it to every target you shoot. 
And the reason I say that is because, number one, I want to get consistent. So in the beginning, if I'm changing techniques for, you know, three or four different types of targets, I'm going to have a hard time being consistent with applying my technique. And the next thing that happens is if you do it for a period of time and you keep track of your results by keeping a shooter's log, you start to find that there's certain targets that that technique doesn't work for. You'll see some consistency in the targets that are giving you issues. And then once you find those, then it's time to, to go out back out to the range and find and locate similar targets and practice a different technique for them until you figure out what works best for that type of target. So, well, I mean, it's definitely a process. Sure. And, and Pat, you know, every, <clears throat> every instructor, every shooter, every guy that's at the, you know, at the, at the top of the ladder, uh, if you ask them, how do you practice? You're going to get a different answer from each and every one of them. So, you know, as, as an instructor and as a guy who has been at the top of that ladder, who's been, he's been up there, how would you, how would you recommend for somebody to actually practice? Yeah. Well, well, first, you know, I just spoke about keeping a shooter's log, which I think you have to do and you have to review it every, depending on how much shooting you're doing, it could be reviewing your log every two weeks to every six weeks. And when you're reviewing your log, what you're doing is you're looking for areas, not just areas that are troublesome, but areas that you're good at. Because I don't think the shooter's log should be a list of, th- of negative things. I think there are times when it's just as good to know what you're really good at as it is to know the things you need to work on. Mm-hmm. So when I review that shooter's log, what I'm doing is I'm making a list of things I'm good at on that sporting clays course. And it may be, I, you know, I'm good at reading the targets. I'm good at um, keeping my nerves in check at the end of the round. You know, just it can be a number of different things. And then I'm going to also make a list of things I need to work on. And I hate to say that they're bad things. I like to try and keep it positive, at least the way I talk about it all the time. And so I'm going to make a list of things I need to work on and the number one thing on the list is the one that I think if I fix it will give me the most X's on my scorecard. Mm-hmm. So when I'm building this need to work on list, what I'm doing is every time I go to the, the range to shoot, I'm going to go to that number one thing that I think is going to give me the most targets. And I'm going to spend 80% or more of my practice time that day on that one thing. And I'm going to do that every single time that I go to the shooting range until I can put it on the list above it that's the things I'm good at list Mm -hmm. and then once I do that I go to number two sure and if you're constantly doing that go ahead excuse me go ahead yeah I mean if you're constantly doing that every time you show up at the range you've got a plan this is what I'm working on I know what I'm there for so you don't get lost in just shooting shooting a bunch of clay targets or shooting around or you know just going out and I mean I, I I hate to say it like this because I am taking a bit of the fun out of the game. And I think, you know, you do have to have some shooting where you just go out and have a little bit of fun. But if you want to get better, every time you show up, you have to have a plan. This is what I'm working on today. If you do that, you'll get better. Well, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think, I think the, the thing that, that, a, that a lot of people struggle with is how much to work on, on a certain target. I mean, uh, let's say you've got a you're you're struggling with crossers, and you mm-hmm. step onto a station and you're just you know just having all sorts of problems. 
how long do you stand there and keep having those problems and hoping that you hoping yeah. that you that yourself fix it? I mean, that uh, uh, what would you tell somebody about that? Yeah, I'm not staying there. If I if I'm out shooting by myself and I've got a, a problem, a problem target, and I'm not hitting it, I'm not staying there for more than ten or twelve shots. I mean, I just all that does is embed negative images into your mind. So what I'm going to do is if it's, if I'm at a place that I can get closer to the target or I can change the angle a little bit, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, I'm going to try and find something similar on the course to that, whether it's on the skeet field, the trap field, the sporting place course, so that I can work on that. You know, it, generally the reality is, is when there's a particular target that's giving you trouble, it's just showing you a flaw in your technique. So if you go back out and you really, you know, work on your technique, all of a sudden that one's going to get better. But to sit and, and shoot a box or two boxes or three boxes at a target and, and have limited success, I mean, all you're doing is learning how to miss, I think. Well, I, and I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and, and you're, <clears throat> you're suggesting to, to go find something different, even if it's a trap field or a skeet field because in reality you know pat if if we think about this you know you can find those the same angles that we get in sporting clays on those two types of venues i mean a trap there are a lot of trap type targets on a clay course there are a lot of skeet type targets on a clay course and um and and you can really define your your basic fundamentals almost perfectly in those two spots because you're going to get pretty much the same thing every time and that way you're you're able to work on your game and you can move around on those venues yep i mean i think it's always important if you're going to move around off the stations on a skeeter trap field that you make you know you talk to the management at the place and make sure that they're good with it and they understand what you're doing and as a general rule i think it's going to be okay at most places but i you definitely don't want to just start shooting off of the stations on the skeet and trap field without, you know, having right, some kind right. of a talk with management. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, if you're a skeet shooter and you, or you've someone that shot a lot of skeet, I mean, if you've got a crosser from left to right, you can compare that to the high house on station four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're, you're, when you do that, you say, well, how, how does this similar to station four? Well, it's a left to right crosser. But at station four on the ski field, I shoot the target at 21 yards if I shoot it right over the trap house. Right. This target's 30 yards. So what's different? Well, it's 30 yards and it's faster. So we know it needs more lead than what that high house, face, high house target needs on station four. So you're building a, the, yeah, you're building a library of sight pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to use the same technique, but you know what it takes to kill that bird. So you can use that as a starting point for what's going to kill this next one. And, and you know, Pat, that I think is if you don't, remarkable. Hey, listen, I got I got to take a break. I'm up, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, my screen's flashing, telling me 30 seconds. And I, so we've got to, we, we, we've got to, got to go pay some bills here real quick. Uh, but we'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit more about that. And then I want to talk about your shooting and the upcoming event that you've got at Bald Mountain. Folks, stay tuned. When we come back more with Pat Leitsky, 2014 National Sporting Clays Champion. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Think of the world. 
50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. If you have a question or comment about the show, we're here via email. WingandClayRadio at gmail.com That's WingandClayRadio at gmail.com now, let's get back to this week's show. And welcome back. I'm here with uh, Pat Lichke. And, you know, we talked earlier about uh, uh, about the U.S. Open going on. And, uh, you know, that, this this last segment of our show today is brought to you by my good friends at Electronic Shooters Protection, ESP. You know, I, I wonder how many shots are, are they shooting over there in that U.S. Open? Uh, you know, 1,234 shooters shooting a bunch of different events make a lot of noise. And a lot of them do exactly what I've done. They protect their hearing with ESP. It's electronic shooter's protection. You know, I've used these products for more than two decades. And after hearing millions of gunshots go off, my hearing is every bit as good as it was when I started using the product. Stuff over 90 decibels, it kind of blocks it out where we really don't have having the ringing in your ears or anything like that. But you can carry on a regular conversation with your shooting buddy. So check ESP out today at ESPAmerica.com. I promise you, you'll be glad you did that. Now, Pat, when we when we, we ran up on that break this last time, we were talking a little bit about about uh, you know teaching and and uh, and working with students and and uh, and how to practice and uh, that was great great information. But uh, you know when you start talking about how to prepare, you know you're a guy that. That, uh, that won the National Sporting Clays Championship. And not only did you win that, you also won the FITAS National Championship the same year. So give me a little bit of background on, on what your shooting style is and, and how you prepare for a, a big event. Yeah, well, I primarily like to start in front of the target. Um, I just feel that I can control the target a little better from, from the front of it than I can from behind it. Um, some of the people that have taken lessons from me will say, well, that's not how you taught me, but 
you know, I'm, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm looking for the, the best way for them. Not, it may not be my way, at least not at the time that, that they are in their level of experience. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having said that, I'm going to use a number of techniques. If the, if the target setter's given us a wide variety of targets, you know, I found, oh, maybe five years ago, we started seeing a lot of longer, slower targets and I couldn't consistently hit them with maintained leads. So if it's at distance with the, and it's off speed, I'm going to mount the gun or insert the gun right on the back edge of the bird and come through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the only way I found that I can consistently break that bird. So when I see that, I switch techniques. I'll mount on the back edge of a quartering bird as well. Uh, everything else, if it needs a bit of lead, I'm generally going to be starting in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, and the big thing, you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and the targets, the targets have gotten a lot more creative over the years, and 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 they had to because the shooters have gotten so much better. Um, and you know, you know, we we talked earlier uh, today before the show, and you know, you you brought up an excellent point. You know, some of these guys that are great now, that are are still young guys. I mean, they started shooting 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we've got some unbelievable shooters today that are in their, you know, their early 30s that have been, that have 20 years of experience and 20 years of experience with professional coaching behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough uh, combination to beat, I'm going to tell you. So, so we are, our shoot, the shooters we have in this country today in sporting clays are stronger, stronger than they are anywhere in the world. I mean, I would, uh, I would bet on some of our guys every day against anyone in the world so well you know and you see that you see that when the world when the world comes to america or the, the top guys go to go to the world uh you know we're we're winning a lot and uh that really really says an awful lot now you know speaking of competitions you've got a you've got a, a, a really big shoot coming up here in early june tell us a little bit about that event yeah i mean the, the Kohler classic is a shoot that we started when we hosted the U.S. Grand Prix, Fit Test Grand Prix, two years ago, and we've continued it without the Grand Prix part of it. So we'll have 200 Sporting Clays target main event, 100 target Sporting Clays prelim. We're going to throw 150 targets of task in 12-gauge, and we'll have two small-gauge 50-target events in task both 20 and 28, and then we'll have 100 target five-stands. So there'll be lots to shoot and a lot of fun targets and i think you know everybody's really had a good time coming to that event over the past few years and you know we try and make it a little better every year if we can well you know having having all of those events and i I don't think you know a lot of folks that don't shoot competitive clays and don't go to these big events really don't have any idea you know if you go to if you go to a to a a skeet tournament they're going to shoot a hundred you know, they'll shoot 114, 128, 120, 112, and doubles. All right, that's sure. that's five events. You know, if they go to go to trap, you know, that's you know they they shoot 16 yard, they shoot handicap, all of that stuff. But what what we have in sporting is we have all of these different events, sometimes a lot more than five. But we've also got the fun games and things that go along with that. Yeah, for sure, we'll have a make or break setup, uh, which is a, a you know, a fun game that we play, and uh, yeah, there'll be lots, lots going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I now, um, how do how do you go about registering for that? I mean, obviously, you you know, I, I mean, we need some contact information here on um, on on your ranges yeah. and on that event. So, uh, give me that a little, if you would. 
Yeah, so our website that covers both both uh, shooting ranges is mishoot.com. Um, we do all of our registration on winscoreonline.com, so you can go there and see what events are available and really see any of the events that we have going on this year and register for them ahead of time. Um, at plisky.com is my shooting school website, and it has all my contact information as can be found on those places. Well, I mean, you know, for and folks that are listening, I, you know, as, as I said, you know, I've had a chance to, to be around this guy, and uh, he's one of the true gentlemen in this sport, and um, and he's also a remarkable shooting instructor, and, and I am very comforted, you know, to, to hear him say what he did, that, you know, he's not going to try to make you a clone of himself you know what he's going to do is find out what you do nat- you do naturally and let you keep that and then uh, we'll tweak from there i would I, I think that's the way to go pat yeah i mean i think so too i mean i always over the years i've always you know i've had a unique opportunity to be around some of the best shooters in the world and get to see how they do it and you know what they do when they're shooting and if i look at 10 of them and nine of them are doing one thing and one of them's doing something a little different I'm probably going to teach my shooters some of that stuff that those nine guys are doing, and we'll leave that 10th guy out of the picture because, you know, he's just, he may be really good in spite of what he's doing, not because of. Well, if, and, if all the top guys yeah. are doing some similar things, there's a reason. And I, and I would dare say that most of the top guys pretty much do almost the same thing, if the truth's known. You know, they may call it one thing or another, but if you stand behind them and see where that, that insertion point is, where that muzzle starts, there's pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. Well, one thing that they all do, no matter what technique they shoot, is they control the target all the time. Absolutely. You know, it never looks like it's a panic. They've got, they've got the target under control, and that's what allows you to stay focused on the target and make a good move and and be consistent. Well, that's that is just remarkable information, Pat. And listen, uh, uh, we're we're pretty much out of time. I cannot thank you enough for for coming on the show and and sharing all this information with us. It's really really been good. And and uh, give me that website one more time, real quick. Mishoot.com. All right, folks, get in touch with Pat. I promise you, you will have an absolute blast uh, with him. He's a great instructor. I promise you, he runs two very, very good shooting facilities. So, folks, that's all the time we've got this week on Wing and Clay Nation. Remember, check us out at wingandclayradio.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash wingandclayradio, on Twitter at twitter.com slash wingclaynation, and on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Wing and Clay Radio. Folks, we'll see you next time. Be safe. Good shooting. Thank you for listening to Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation. Please join Marty again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week's show, think safety first and good shooting. Good shooting.